0: Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is Let's Talk About It with Janelle King.
1: Okay, so I was on Instagram and uh, a friend in my head, Callie Fontanella, was on Fox News. And so she posted her clip and she talked about how she's a teacher in, or she was a teacher in California, and that I guess it was during Black History Month. I'm not really sure. But she received a gift that was given to all the black teachers on behalf of the parents. I guess the parents kind of rallied together and said, I'm going to put a gift together and give it to only black teachers for no other reason than being black. So no one cared about whether or not she was a good teacher. They just cared about the fact that she was black. So that kind of sparked this podcast because... Today, I want to explore how we got here briefly, but then I'm going to go into the fallout. And our guest, when I bring her in, is going to really show you the details around what's happening when it comes to critical race theory in our schools, um, when it comes to pushing the LGBTQ stuff on our children. Um, I mean, I have the perfect guest. But just so that, you know, to kind of tee this up in case you haven't been following it, but kind of hard not to... Um. So, where did this all begin? Right. So, it started with this drag queen story hour, and I remember when I first saw that, and I was like, "What in the world is this? Why are we having drag queens read to children? Why is it necessary? I don't even think kids really care about what you're wearing or how you look when you read books to them, but." For some reason, this was super, super important and still going on. But then I started hearing things about, you know, discussing inappropriate books and sexuality and and race that became huge. And then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hits and our children are forced to go into virtual learning, if that's even really possible. But they did. And then that, I would say, was the moment parents really kind of woke up to certain things because they didn't know. It wasn't like the most involved parents were um, shocked at some of the stuff that they were hearing. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was being disguised, which we'll get into later. But so now we have parents who were brought in on this secret plan to indoctrinate their children, because I guess the education system feels like they can be better parents than the parents themselves. Um, but if you if you think about it, you you would think that this is something brand new, but it's really not. You know, this has been happening for a very, very long time. I was listening to a professor that I'm going to have on the show probably later, Professor Jake Jacobson, who talked about how he noticed this was happening in the 80s. He kind of saw the transition of it. He was talking about how academia leadership um, at these, you know, high profile colleges were recognizing that there wasn't enough of this far left agenda in our in, in the world and society in general. So they decided to shift the game by... By, um, slowly these slow drips of just um, information and indoctrination and they started with our universities and so for a long time it's been in our universities but now it's coming into our, our K-12 school systems and um, OK, so back to covid. So covid led our pa- our parents um, to start challenging these school boards. So then we started seeing that. And now, you know, mama bears became terrorists and all kinds of other things. It's been kind of it was pretty wild. Right. And, and they were told that they are not seeing what they're clearly seeing. So imagine, you know, if you're a parent, you go to the school board and you're like, I, I just read this assignment, and I and this assignment is clearly saying that my child is racist, or this assignment is clearly saying that my child is um is oppressed. And then you bring that to the school board, and then the school board tells you, Nope, that's not what it is. We're teaching something else. We're not teaching critical race theory. You're wrong. Okay. Well, clearly that incited a lot, and we saw that all across the country. Um But then we saw a series of headlines just popping up. Again, this is all while they're telling you that you're not seeing what you're seeing. So headlines like I'm just going to read a few power and privilege. South Dakota Education Department discovers CRT integrated into curriculum. Public school teachers told to indoctrinate kids as young as three years old. The Mead County School Board, and Meade County is in Washington State. So Meade County uh, School Board meeting agenda introduces and proposes, reg- uh, pr- introduces proposal regarding CRT and gender identities in school. The Department of, uh, here's another headline. The Department of Education removes content not in line with um, Governor Known's CRT order. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. The headlines just keep coming. And so after reading all of that, you're still being told that CRT is not in our schools and that there's no such thing as this LGBTQ indoctrination, even though it's very, very clear. Okay, so if they're correct and we're wrong, then why are we seeing parents pulling their children out of public schools in like mass rates? I mean, it's like a mass exodus. And then I remember during the COVID summer, a lot of parents felt like if I go to private schools, I should be better. It should be better. Right. Because as, as parents in the private schools, you are truly stakeholders, even though you still are in the public schools. But that's a whole other conversation. But we saw this mass exodus from public schools. And we had people you know, to start thinking that maybe private schools are a better option. But then the private schools started showing their color, too. Or their true color no pun intended um, but no matter what side of the argument that you're on one thing is extremely clear and that's that mama bears have come out of hibernation for sure and that they are protecting their cubs and it is extremely extremely obvious all right I'm gonna stop talking because I have someone in the studio who you want to hear from her name is Kate Hudson the infamous not the famous (laughs) I love that but Kay is a native oh okay I said ATLE because that's what we kind of call it on the thing but you know she's from Atlanta if you're not that's what it means Um, but she's the founder of Education Veritas Inc and we've all heard of Project Veritas so it's not to be confused It's Education Veritas but kind of similar to a certain degree So it's a it's a 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports and encourages primarily parents of private school students to be involved and help in the positive, constructive way with teachers and administration, teachers and administrators on issues like bullying, um, teacher administrators, teaching personal ideological and political beliefs and gender ideologies. She attended Westminster School um, pre through 1st and all the way through 12th and is a 1996 graduate of the Southern Methodist University with a degree in journalism and English. Kate is on the advisory board of Turning Point USA and has spoken at the Hope for America event, Fulton County Republican women's groups, and alongside um, other experts in the field of education and critical theory at Education Veritas events. Welcome, Kate, to the show. Oh my goodness, I don't even know where to start. You have so much information that I really want you to get out. So I'm going to start with this.
0: Is CRT being taught in our schools? It is absolutely being taught. And it's been under a guise for many years. But there's just been a concerted effort probably for the past, really visibly for 20 years, a, a huge effort. But it's only been with the summer of George Floyd mm-hmm. and COVID, all of that is when it just hit a high point. And for some reason, everything was exposed. Like yeah. we saw all these concrete changes within the schools mm-hmm. and totally different agendas and efforts, you yeah. know, taking place inside the classroom, communications with parents, different groups that were formed. Mm-hmm. And so we, it, it really started with my son mm-hmm. being asked to, out of the blue, with this new care program, C-A-R-E, that they had uh, implemented at Westminster, um, to stand if he identified as a girl, stand if he identified as a boy, along with many other different identity questions. Are Mm -hmm. your parents divorced? Or do you have two moms? Or what, you know, trying to get at that type of information, conversations Mm -hmm. from kids. And so with that, it was just a game over moment. It was mm. like, this is not why we're here. Right. My, my child needs to learn to read, yeah. write, do math, mm-hmm. science well. We right. need to focus on mastery because that's where children get confidence. That's where they feel good about themselves and, and what they mm-hmm. can you know, master academically right. and learning to be a, a You know, focusing on character, learning to be a good friend, learning to be kind. All of those things are obviously super important and Mm -hmm. a part of, you know, raising children and educating children. But these were not those types of conversations. This was not a a conversation focused on character. Mm -hmm. So it was at that point we started kind of really digging and gathering and the reams of accounts from parents were Mm -hmm. unbelievable and it was and and you're and this is a place that Mm -hmm. you know I grew up in my mother was pregnant with me with Mm -hmm. you know when her oldest was in school there she was (laughs) the first graduating class so this is a place I have loved this is not Mm -hmm. you know something I've looked to destroy or you know tear down but it's when we cross the line as a school and begin undermining parents and we begin keeping secrets and we have ulterior motives and agendas with children, that's, that's a line in the concrete for me.
1: When you say underli- undermining parents, give me an example
0: of that. So the head of school mm-hmm. uh, told his class that your parents uh, act out of fear. So you know what does that tell you? Your parents act out of fear, not because they care about you, they want the best for you, but they're fearful. We're we're not trust us. Fearful of what? <laughs> like, I mean, like yeah, like where did this come like from? Like what was the conversation? Yeah, like, this is a different. They're they're a different generation. They don't get it. This is where we are. We know better than they do. This is sort of the message <sighs> that the teachers, administrators have really been. Pushing mm-hmm. on the children and it's just undermining. I mean, it's yeah. you know they don't get it. They're mm-hmm. you know what do they know? <laughs> yeah. um, so that that was sort of you know a beginning mm-hmm. point with this, but you know through learning what's conversations that have been had and things mm-hmm. that have gone on within the classroom, that's where it's yeah. become disturbing because it's it's a clear you know mm-hmm. platform. Yeah. They're presenting. I mean, this is not just an opinion and you're getting both sides and mm-hmm. we're teaching children to critically think and decipher information. And, OK, we've got something from CNN and we've got something from Fox News and we've mm-hmm. got PBS and we have the New York Times and the Washington Post. We have all these different, you know, and then mm-hmm. independent, you know, publications as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was a clear narrative yeah. and everyone knew it and nobody really mm-hmm. wanted to say anything and if they did say something it was all oh, well that's a one-off or mm-hmm. you're you're just yeah. an angry parent and you know it, there's no conspiracy here there mm-hmm. was always an excuse and some mm-hmm. reasoning behind you know whatever had happened yeah so there was uh there was an of the of the many accounts Mm -hmm. a seventh grader's first writing assignment that was tell me what it means quote unquote i can't breathe first writing assignment okay Um, there's a high school teacher that looks at the classroom and says i'm going to say something shocking you're all racist Mm -hmm. there is a lower school art teacher taking children to see the obama exhibit and saying isn't this better than looking at a bunch of stuffy old white guys (laughs) children okay
1: and they're telling Um, this to the kids
0: yes (laughs) and and so you have all of these Mm -hmm. narratives conversations uh a a teacher saying conservatives are just like the confederates back in the civil war they just want to be off by themselves and the unions are the only ones who want to join together okay well what do you think mm-hmm. that child, you know, mm-hmm. concludes with that conversation? It's that conservative people are demons, just like the Confederates were. So and this is coming from teachers. This is from teachers and administrators. Oh my and this is one of those things that's mm-hmm. it's across all the private schools. Right. This is not just one school. This mm-hmm. is all of the schools. And in different forms and fashions,
1: mm-hmm. this is
0: being communicated. But it's the it's it's kind of. OK, where is this coming from? is this right. the head of school. Is it this mm-hmm. rogue teacher? Is it yeah. an administrator? And it's none of that. It, it really mm-hmm. is the NAIS, mm-hmm. which is the National Association of Independent Schools, that's pumping down this platform into these private schools. Okay,
1: so that's that's interesting. So Education Veritas, can you tell me about that? And I know I, I, where it stems from, but what made you go from just looking out for your kids, right, right. and to saying that I'm going to look out for all of your, like a lot right. of kids
0: and help parents? Well, and, and I ended up pulling mm-hmm. my son few weeks before school started and put him at a different school, Mm -hmm. which was not pushing all of this ideology and political narrative Mm -hmm. uh, that he was getting. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I mean, it's just I feel, number one, I was called by God to do this. It Mm -hmm. was one of those things that it just I wake up, I go to bed with it. I've always been sort of the um, the supporter of children and Mm -hmm. wanting, you know, to protect them in every way. Mm-hmm. And so I just saw so many parents and people that were ignoring this and sticking their head in the sand <laughs> like it was just going to magically go away. Yeah, And I knew that um, that was mm-hmm. not my constitution. That's <laughs> right. not what I'm made of. <laughs> right. It's not what any <laughs> member of my family, mm-hmm. current or my parents, are yeah. made of. And it's just, you mm-hmm. know, I, I have a real...
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, penchant for standing up for what's right. Mm-hmm. And this is it's not as an agenda, but this is children. These right. are innocent children. Now, is Education
1: Veritas um, out to, let's just say, um, is is the goal to stop diversity because oh, so because yeah. I and I'm bringing this up because yeah. I know that that's probably what people are hearing. Oh, right. Yeah. Because, you know, so for those of you who don't know, I mean, I, I'm black. Kate is white. Um, but are you are you yeah. trying to stop diversity in private schools
0: absolutely not and that is the irony of the mm-hmm. whole situation mm-hmm. is that where we were in school and and some of these other private schools mm-hmm. they are pushing the affinity groups which are they they do nothing but really separate the children and we've had administrators minority teachers that have said you know this is morally wrong to separate students and create spaces where students only of a certain race yeah. can go mm-hmm. or religion. Mm-hmm. And so I've had minority parents tell me, I, I don't want my child to sit at the yeah. black table. Right. I want them all to mm-hmm. be together. Yeah. And so, but I
1: mean, that was the whole point of Rosa Parks, right? Right.
0: And so, <laughs> you know, with this creation of these affinity groups and Mm -hmm. all of this dividing up and making sure everyone focuses on your differences your differences your differences they're not seeing the similarities or Mm -hmm. the things that their their likenesses or commonalities and it's it's dividing children and that's that's the interesting thing you know i i look at harpool for my now seventh grader (laughs) and i sit there every day and i look at these kids out of his new school, Mm -hmm. and it is all colors, they're Mm -hmm. all horsing around, Mm -hmm. they're all playing together, it's authentic, it's genuine, it is not a contrived, okay, you're going to be here, and the Café con Leche students, which would be the... Yeah, Next let's color. let's dive
1: into that. What are the names that they've grouped? So, so, so I'm talking to Kate Hudson, and she is the founder of um, of, of Education Veritas, and we're talking about how private schools are um, really diving into this whole critical race theory and separation of um, of just people based on the color of their skin or whatever their their sex or whatever they're doing, but just creating so much division. And I remember Kate and I had breakfast one morning, and we met for breakfast. But we ended up talking and the whole time. Um, but and you talked about the, how they were kind of separating the kids and giving them these weird
0: names of right. groups. So, yeah. Can you tell us about that? I can't recall all of the names, yeah. but but mm-hmm. they when you hear them, it was like the moon cakes. You know, as I said, and those are the, it was like there's a Pan-Asian group. Oh. There's, you know the obviously the what i just said the mm-hmm. cafe con leche the like the know, mulatto the mulatto and oh it so goodness. everything when you read it and you mm-hmm. look at these names you're going gosh that sounds racist it's extremely racist like, <laughs> hello <I don't> even, <laughs> who came up like, with these why? The kids the i guess the administration came up with it <sighs> oh, yeah. um i don't know i but Jeez. but it's the it's the contrived mm-hmm. um effort of what they see as a virtuous and this is an inclusive thing, and it's doing no. the exact opposite.
1: Yeah. It's I mean nothing I, inclusive.
0: I was not raised that way. My dad was Jewish, my mm-hmm. mom was Christian. Mm-hmm. We grew up around every, you know, religion, color, yeah. whatever. And we were told and raised to mm-hmm. treat everyone, you know, yeah. as as if you know the president. Equal. The, the homeless guy, you treat them as you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it, period. You respect them. My children have better relationships with the janitor and the guy mm-hmm. down at the gas station mm-hmm. than they do a lot of the people that we're surrounded by <laughs> right? You know, in Right. In right. the social realm. And that's something that, mm-hmm. you know,
1: because you just want to teach important. them to like people, right? And yes. to love people, period. Right. Does, does not separate them based yes. on how much melanin they have in their skin exactly. or not. Exactly. And it's, and I, like I always tell people is that the, the melanin in my skin has nothing to do with my brain, right? Like there's, right. there's, but how I think has nothing to do with how much melanin I have or, or, or don't have. Right. Um, so, you know, because parents, they come to you and they mm-hmm. tell you and they give you things, right? So right. can you share with some of the stuff that you've heard from parents that are um, just, you know, that are experiencing these things, I know a lot of times it's anonymous, right? Because right. they they don't want to get any backlash, or yes. their children, God forbid, is gets punished, right, for the actions of their parents. But, um, right, but yeah, that's just. Let's talk about some of the stuff you're hearing from parents.
0: I mean, we are hearing really the same stuff for the past three years mm-hmm. this has been and covid was a beautiful yeah. thing for <laughs> for these folks because yeah. oh parents can't come inside any longer you can't <laughs> come in the building at all mm-hmm. Everything zoom or if there's a meeting you know it's remote in some way and so they they are continuing to complain about the same things. Mm. It's just the schools have become more clever in their optics and what they're putting right. out there. Okay. So it's oh you know let's post on Instagram mm-hmm. all these throwback pictures of the '80s <laughs> or of our you know chaplain mm-hmm. doing a communion service or some religious service, mm-hmm. and so they're putting out the images to kind of throw you back to oh yeah the good Mm -hmm. old days and Mm -hmm. yeah what a great place and keep those good (laughs) feelings going where uh, you know under all of that the reality Mm -hmm. is nothing like that yeah they're they're, you know pushing agendas with these kids that Mm -hmm. are as hardcore and political Mm -hmm. and with the as they call it queer theory all of that explain that so the queer theory is in essence this gender ideology that's getting pushed Mm -hmm. in the schools. so this Mm -hmm. is i mean it's a marxist based right uh effort it Mm -hmm. is really an effort to destroy society and these children where you're normalizing um that which isn't normal right and so that you know
1: You know, it's interesting when I think about that, right? Because when we were, when I was in school, I I knew that there were people there who were homosexuals, right? Right. But we didn't talk about it just as much as we didn't talk about being a heterosexual. Right. And... So this whole idea of trying to normalize um, the LGBTQ issues or the community and trying to normalize this—I don't understand why we needed to do that because it was already normalized. If you think right. about it, right? Yeah. I think we all know that you know who you choose to love is your decision, right. and that's not something you have to educate me on. And regarding right. regarding whatever decision you make, I, just as much as I'm not educating you on why I'm a heterosexual, you don't right. have to educate me on being a homosexual. Right? So, um, so I'm trying. Trying to understand why, and, and and maybe you can help me
0: understand why do they right. feel like this is necessary to teach well, children? It, it, it really is. I mean, what better group of people mm-hmm. to uh, groom is the the, right. the trigger word these days? But that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are luring or bringing a child into exposing them to something that yeah. you know is mm-hmm. not the most appropriate, that's what that is. And, right. I don't care who you are. You mm-hmm. have no business as an adult sharing your sexual right. desire, interest, background,
1: mm-hmm.
0: preference, whatever it is. That does not belong right. in school. Period. Right. I don't I don't care who says it. That is yeah. not appropriate for mm-hmm. children to be here right that's not their business number one but none it's just doesn't belong there so you know it, it mm-hmm. is just an effort I think to normalize mm-hmm. it with where you have people that may be you know struggling mentally with whatever yeah. issues and it's like well who mm-hmm. best than to make all this normal for the next generation than children right because they they'll soak up mm-hmm. whatever you tell them
1: what do you think this is doing to the kids
0: I think it is causing incredible amounts of depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, stress, everything yep. negative that you could be causing in a child. Right. Already they have, you know, they come into a middle school and they have the obvious stresses of being 12, 13, 14 navigating right. the obvious. Mm-hmm. But then you get to sit down to a survey that <laughs> the school has crafted asking about their pronouns and how they identify and how and loaded questions of how many mm. times have you thought about killing yourself this month? Or how, They're how asking ma- children yes. this? And so you have a child. And, and in my head, uh, how it hits me is mm. I think, imagine that kid who just mm-hmm. had a rough night or something happened with friends right. or they're depressed. And they come in and you plop that down in front of them. And it's mm-hmm. like, go for it. You know, right. get going on it. And, and I, th- I think it's and we've heard this from yeah. people within the school that mm-hmm. are. In those positions of yeah. the mental health area, going, it's unprecedented how, how much mm-hmm. we're dealing with this. And this is not just some random occurrence. There is something that, that's a catalyst for all of this. Absolutely. And I think all of this agenda is. Absolutely kids just can't be kids. They have to, you mm-hmm. know, grow up sooner than they're ready to. Yeah, and you know, to your point,
1: um, I think as I got older, gotten older, and just you know, being an adult, you still have days where you feel you may feel one way. Just the idea of managing your emotions happens right. as you get older, right? Yes, I mean, when you're sure. a kid, you feel all kinds of things, and you feel it all the time, exactly. particularly going through puberty. And you're right. If you're asking me well, how many times do you think about killing yourself, what if I'm a child that never have never thought about it but
0: now I am because you just put it in my head right it's the planting (sighs) of those ideas and that's Mm -hmm. that's another part of this you know to me it's it's a removal Mm -hmm. of innocence Mm -hmm. it's abuse yeah that's what that you take a child's innocence that's abuse I don't care what way level that's what it is Mm -hmm. so you introduce things and ideas children that mm-hmm. are not ready to process those things mm-hmm. that can then eat at children and wear on them at you know their hearts and their spirits so that's mm-hmm. all of those things are what sort of motivates me because it's it, it it's crushing having three children of my own to mm-hmm. think about the struggles that those children yes. are going through and yeah. if you have a child that has those gender issues Mm-hmm. They go to therapy. Like right. you deal with that. Right. You know, you don't obviously throw those people to the wind. You care and love them as much as anybody else. Yeah. But that's not an agenda that should be pushed. As everybody need, you can go there. You can be whatever you know. If right. you want to be a fly today, you can be a fly. It's right. Just whatever, <laughs> whatever
1: goes. So, what do you say to people when they ask why not highlight these differences or our differences? Right. Like, doesn't that prevent injustices or further injustices? How do you answer that question?
0: Well I think I mean everybody's different. Good Lord. Right. I mean we all mm-hmm. have we all have struggles, we all have issues, we all have wonderful traits, we all have terrible traits, habits. Mm-hmm. So there are things that just are innate with human beings. Right. So I don't think you know, that should be necessarily someone's identifier. I mean, your character, who you are, how you Mm -hmm. go through your day. Do you come into the office and Mm -hmm. you say, good morning, how's everybody? You know, we're gonna Mm -hmm. have a great day, encouraging each other. Are you that person? or Are you the one who's, you know, bitter, angry and and Mm -hmm. unkind, friendly, whatever? You know, how do you go through your day? And so to Mm me, that that's far more important and those other things once you make connections with people all of those Mm -hmm. you know things about oneself come out and and you learn about somebody else and what they've been through and Mm -hmm. oh this happened to me as a child or my parents Mm -hmm. were divorced or whatever issues that you know that there are those those come out in time I think but I think the general focus, especially with children, is let them be. Stop Mm -hmm. micromanaging. Stop social engineering. Stop, you know, injecting yourself into their world. Mm -hmm. Let them be. Teach them good morals. Teach them good values. Teach them how to be kind to the child who's a little different, who's Mm -hmm. awkward. Mm -hmm. Teach them to say, you know, see the child who's sitting by themselves go sit with them, right. ask them to have lunch, whatever it is. You mm-hmm. know, that is something that is hugely important to me because mm-hmm. I've had children in mm-hmm. my household that have felt that way yeah. who have been through those struggles, and I don't know anybody more empathetic to mm-hmm. that issue of being mm-hmm. a little different or being on the outside or feeling left out. And and that's most people's story. Everybody's mm-hmm. had those moments. Yeah, But it's how you... Mm-hmm. Teach others to, to navigate it and to yeah. handle it, I think is what's important.
1: And sometimes you just have to face it, right? I mean I was right. talking to my husband and he he was, you know, the star football player yep. in school and like really popular mm-hmm. and and it was funny, we were watching a movie and there was these. It was they were doing a school play, and they showed the kids that was making the props. And I told Kelvin, I said, you know, I said I used to do that. Like I was one of those people that made the props yes. for plays in high school. And I was like, I was not popular at all. I mean, I was I was totally the no, nerdy kid, and um, and I'm very I'm very introverted, but I'm an adaptable extrovert. So if I if I and and it's funny because in middle school my best friend was a white girl in high school my best friend was a black girl but I had a lot of friends but if I had if I walked into school today and you told me to go you know to my um, this is now this is me creating my own name for the group but go to the chocolate group you know (laughs) because I am you know that's where you belong I will never become friends with the mulatto group or uh, you know and so that's the insanity of doing this right and of separating us to teach us to be to not be separated that's just really bizarre um but can you talk to me about um the people of color conference
0: (laughs) so that is Mm -hmm. quite a machine or, or part of quite a machine the people of color conference is a part of the nais and it also is a part or is connected with the student diversity uh leadership conference itself so there's there's the NAIS is basically a cartel, and you have these other organizations that are sort of offshoots. So those groups, which they're, they're connected to, you know, Upswell, which is a Soros Funded organization and mm. um, George
1: Soros. we oh. <laughs> Gotta love him, right? He's, his his money is not involved in anything destructive. No, okay, <laughs> no, we're we're good,
0: we're good. So it's just the NAIS has really been seen as the head of the snake and mm. the organization that is really pushing this, you know, oppressed oppressor, white privilege, mm-hmm. you know, DEI, DEIB mm. narrative, as well as this gender theory gender Mm -hmm. queer theory and so it's you know what it's really doing is grooming your children to hate themselves America and each other and it's Mm -hmm. it's like a political mission that if you read and you see the organizations that are a part of it and that are sort of pumping this Mm -hmm. you know content into this mass organization it's it's shocking yeah so you have the NIS which is basically putting out 18 million a year to do all of these conferences that mm-hmm. schools private institutions are paying to come to and pulling in 50 million dollars so you're going where where is this money coming from that was going to be my next question yes <laughs> like, and so they have different they they have different factions of this Mm -hmm. this NAIS so the SDLC the student diversity leadership conference that's like a mini cult indoctrination camp and we have people from the Manhattan Institute Mm -hmm. um, you know all all educators brilliant minds that are looking at these videos coming out of of these groups and it's like a an indoctrination Mm -hmm. camp for youngsters so Mm -hmm. they're they're taking these kids they're in a closed room or in a basement they're you know Sharing content with them and an agenda with them, and telling them not to tell their parents or others, you know, what they learned. You know, people that are outside of this meeting. So it's basically wow. DEI that's proselytized without your consent. And that's that's DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Gotcha. Yes. So uh, it's um, it's quite it's mm-hmm. it's, it's very widespread within this mm-hmm. the groups that are a part of this organization that are mm-hmm. you know putting out the content it's yeah. It's and I think group. it's
1: I think it's extremely silly right I, I think the best way to um, educate people on differences is to put them in the space where differences right. reside right? right and then they can get used to it right. when you're pointing it out and, and that's the thing too right so it, when I was in school if, if everyone if every time I came to school it was pointed out that I was kind of like the awkward kid and every time I walked into school it's like okay all the awkward kids here or, or <laughs> I mean right. that would make me even more awkward exactly or make me feel feel like my difference is a problem right and that's dangerous exactly because then you have people who want to be something else right which we can get into that but yeah Yeah. continue please continue
0: (laughs) no it's it's just Mm -hmm. um you know you have spectrum and you have listen, Mm -hmm. you have these different organizations Mm -hmm. carney sando which is a hiring it's a national hiring firm that is they're basically going in and vetting these Mm -hmm. applicants. So you say, Oh, we had 1500 applicants for, you know, all these different positions within the school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, those are vetted down to maybe 10, (laughs) you know, that are the most woke, Mm -hmm. the most progressive. So it's, it's a concerted effort to remove Christianity. Mm -hmm. Number one, those Christian teachers are persecuted. uh, They're they're going by the wayside Mm -hmm. quickly. And it's, it's too many. I mean, we've been told us to really make them competitive with some of the Upper East schools, the Andovers, Exeter's, those types of schools hmm. that are, you know, <laughs> aces <Extra. laughs> academically. But, you know, it's it's saying yeah. we're still Christian. This is who we are. But yet they're doing all these things to be otherwise. OK, so um Having
1: done this, um, what what give us some hope, right? Like, I mean, what having worked in this uh, in this area and the work that you're doing with Education Veritas, what can we share with parents before? Well, before we go into the hope, how do they get involved? How do they contact you? If there are parents that are listening who are right. dealing with this right now, what steps should they take?
0: So we have, from the very beginning, tried to be the group that. You know you could call up and oh my gosh this has just happened what do I do be the support for parents because I knew with a national organization you know I couldn't get in touch with somebody you know that day that minute you know if something was going down I was you know concerned so we have from the beginning tried to be that bridge be that support for parents Mm -hmm. so our organization is educationveritas.org. org. That's sort mm-hmm. of our website landing page, but we have a large presence on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is at education mm-hmm. underscore Veritas. And we're on Twitter. So those are different areas that we're okay. we're out there, but we have an an email on our website that mm-hmm. you can Directly email us and let us know you want to be involved, you want to get connected, because we do fantastic Mm -hmm. um, speaker series. We've had phenomenal people. We've had Paul Rossi, who was a part of the Grace Grace Church School up Mm -hmm. in New York. He was the first teacher to stand up against all of this. Mm -hmm. Ended Mm -hmm. up leaving the school. The Grace Church School was also where that drag show where mm. they they were a part of the big one for the kids and and the church that yeah, was all I over social that. media. So that was mm-hmm. also the school that was a part of that. Okay. But we um but we're also, you know, we've had very strategically placed billboards around the city. Good. You know, we are trying to bring parents together, give them mm-hmm. a wall of support and help them to navigate what they're dealing with it within the schools with administrators, teachers and really just giving them the backbone, the strength to say you got this. Yeah. Your child's heart, mind and spirit Mm-hmm. Matter more than anything else, and we've got to fight for that, and kind of draw a line in the concrete with, that. Uh, with, with some of this.
1: Um, the question I ask myself is that if you're in a private school and you're, you know, that means that the parents are paying exactly. tuition, right? Why is it that you? It seems like you don't have uh, the um, the power to change the curriculum.
0: Well, there's definitely a governance mm-hmm. issue. Okay. bottom line with these private schools. Um, you have executive sessions removed from board meetings where, mm-hmm. in essence, you have the head of school sitting in the board meeting. So what can be done? You have a board that's say 90, 95 percent liberal mm. are going to roll along with whatever the head of school says. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of yes men and you have a lot of parents that just are too afraid to say anything, okay. don't want to rock the boat. They're mm-hmm. concerned their child's going to get kicked out or kicked off some team or group. And mm. it's, it's that is bullying. Yes, I, was, I mean, I that's just, just that. <laughs> bullying, period. Yeah. When you when you have administrators um, saying to kids that join the conservative club, oh you're going mm-hmm. to the dark side. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, that is wow. not a realm that you need to be Jeez. interjecting into a child's world. Right. Let them go figure, you know, yeah. be who they are. As as they so talk about, mm-hmm. be who you are. You know, yeah. but as long as you're in the right lane. Okay. As long as you're being what wait. we want you yeah. to be. Make sure you stay in the right lane, okay? We're right. actually the left lane. Right. Not the right lane.
1: Excuse me. Right. That's good. Um, okay, so hope, right? Like what yes. what is some encouragement or encouraging words that you can give to parents that are really going through this, that are terrified, um, just from what you're doing and right. what you're seeing?
0: Well, as an additional thing that needs Mm -hmm. to happen is Mm -hmm. parents have got to stop funding this. So Mm. the, the grandparents, the, I know it feels great, looks great to, you know, be giving that big chunk of money to a school Mm. and everyone know you're doing it, but Mm -hmm. it really is funding the entire problem. So that's one thing that really does need to stop. But Mm -hmm. There, you know, we, ha- we have really aligned with some of the sharpest, brightest minds in education, mm-hmm. conservative think tanks, fellows, mm-hmm. uh, and really as importantly, incredible moms and parents across the country. I mean, I have people from California to Europe to, you know, the East Coast, yeah. down to Texas. I mean, everywhere we've got parents that are so holding the line with us all Mm -hmm. in and it's really a matter of parents understanding you've got a whole world of people that are at your back and that see what's going on Mm -hmm. and will support you but it's it's got, you got to have arms linked in. You got to yeah. join in. You have to step up mm-hmm. and kind of call the day. Because yeah. for me, I'm not letting the insanity call the day. Right. Like there, there's a, right. a there's the common sense that's <laughs> left the building. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. We, yeah. We're destroying society and these children and yeah. somebody's got to call it. So. And when you say stop funding, are you, t- you're not talking about tuition. Are you talking about it or, or are you talking about tuition? It is both the tuition. And Mm. it is the extra funding, the yearly, you know, whatever annual alumni fund Mm -hmm. that people give to. But it is, you know, Mm -hmm. you you have to step away sometimes and and see what you're doing and what you're feeding. Mm -hmm. And that's a really tough thing to do. It's very tough. And I understand it because I did it. But I can tell you Mm -hmm. that my child came from that institution Mm -hmm. with holes all in his learning Mm and had to spend the year really relearning a lot of things because there was so much other content. We weren't learning really the best way to do a multiplication problem. We really weren't learning how to study for exams, how to prepare, how to annotate, how to t- we weren't doing those things. We were having other conversations. Mm-hmm. And so you know, when you realize, OK, you, you now have your child in a different situation and that feels scary, but then you see them blossom and you see mm-hmm. them really start to learn and grow and thrive and make friendships across the board. I mean, and yeah. that's like my child has a whole world of friends, all different colors, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they are goofy yeah. and they call themselves the nerd herd and you know it's all good but I like you just gotta that sounds you know, like my group yes gotta love a nerd yeah, i'm, I'm I know. all about a good nerd love them but That's you, awesome. you have to mm-hmm. you have to embrace the positivity yeah. and say you know what this is not about you know attack attack name calling and mm-hmm. and i'm gonna you know shoot this missile at you and this zinger and you've got to say this is what we are Mm -hmm. because i know who i am i know what i'm all about i know i'm connected at the heart soul Mm -hmm. and spirit and so when you go forward with that i believe nothing but goodness can follow.
1: Absolutely. You know. Well, I appreciate that. And I thank you so much for joining us. We didn't thank have enough you. time, but Never I definitely to want to make sure that everyone is, um, you know, the, if, if you are working out, if you're driving in your car, that you're just hearing something that you can take with you. Yes. Um, this is a, a very important conversation because I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about what's happening with our kids because this really, they really are our future. Completely. And if you have, you're creating a society of, of children that's going to be running this country and everyone thinks the same, we are setting ourselves up for something extremely dangerous. Exactly. And um, and it's not helpful and eventually it will definitely break down like we've seen in other countries. So, like I always say, you know, you don't have to agree because disagreement is democracy. And I love that. But... I need you to definitely look into it, look deep into what's happening, at least hear other perspectives and be willing to use your critical thinking skills to talk about it. So we talked about it. Um, Again, I am Janelle King, and I am so happy that you came and you listened and you heard from my friend, Kate Hudson, the infamous, not the famous. (laughs) Um, Now we talked about it. Now you go talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us and you have a great day. You've been listening to Let's Talk About It with Janelle King. Listen each week at the podcast Podcastpark.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A $5 minimum balance required. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.